0: Welcome to Good Enough Parenting, the place where not-so-perfect parents tune in to be reminded that our kids are gonna be okay, even if we don't always know what we're doing, are making a million mistakes, and trying new things. I'm Carly Aroldi, a family play therapist, childhood mental health expert, and good enough mom of two. I may be the expert in childhood mental health, but you are the expert on your kid. And by combining my practical, peaceful parenting tools with everything you already know about your child, you and your family will experience more calm, more connection, and more cooperation in your daily life. So let's throw out the idea of the perfect parent and remember that our kids just need us to be good enough. Because if you don't feel like yelling at your kids sometimes, you're not spending enough time with them. Let's jump in. Hi everyone and welcome to the holiday season. It is upon us for better or for worse. And for some of us, it brings up feelings of joy and excitement and connection. And for other people, it brings up feelings of overwhelm and stress and burnout. And for most of us, it actually brings up all that stuff, right? It's a little roller coaster of emotions, which is so fun to manage together. But I wanted to jump on today to give you guys some ways that you can have happier holidays this holiday season. This is actually a talk I do every year for my community. I do it for my clients, I do it for my friends, I do it for myself. So I'm really excited to be able to share it with a wider audience this year, because the more people that we can kind of get to slow down and experience more calm and joy this holiday season, the better our communities will be and the happier our kids will be too. So right now I want you to think about a friend or a family member, maybe it's that, friend you see in TJ Maxx on December 21st who has a cart overflowing and a huge cup of Starbucks and they kind of look like a crack addict and you're like hey you okay how you survive in the holidays or maybe it's a sister-in-law who always yells on Christmas Eve because the napkins aren't folded just right or maybe it's a partner that you need to kind of share a little bit of the holiday load with maybe you always are Santa, Elf, Rudolph, Mrs. Claus all in one, and maybe you need to delegate a little bit more. So this might be a good talk to send their way as well. So think about that person and share this podcast with them because the more people we have that are remembering to slow down, remembering the sacredness of the season, the better everybody will be for it. So let's jump in. First thing I want you to do is think about how you want to feel on January 2nd. When you wake up on January 2nd, do you want to be like, wow, that last month was X? Was it joyful? Was it nourishing? Was it connecting? Was it exciting? Think about how you want to feel. Write it on a post-it. Put it on your phone. Put it as a reminder on your phone. I do that sometimes when I think about how I want to feel about something because then our intention will go towards that feeling and our energy follows our intention. So set an intention. This is how I want to feel when I wake up on January 2nd. Once you have that in your mind, all of our energy is going to go towards that feeling. So keep that in your head and let's jump into the tips. So happier holidays tip number one, do less and delegate. So what does this mean? We have a term in therapy, which I think I've shared on the podcast before, which is called you are shooting all over yourself, (laughs) I should do Christmas cards this year. We should do a Nutcracker performance. We should have our neighbors over and all have hot chocolate. When we get stuck in this idea of what we should be doing, we tend to burn out and we tend to overextend ourselves. So think about something you tell yourself you should be doing and stop if it doesn't feel aligned to that feeling you created for yourself. So for example, in my family, I always had this dream, like we're all going to go get the Christmas tree together. It's going to be this fun, joyful family experience. And we did that for a few years and it was kind of a nightmare. Somebody was always crying. Somebody was always cold. My husband and I couldn't agree on the tree. I wanted something taller. He wanted something fatter. And so a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what, babe, go get the tree after work, go solo, get a good tree. I'm sure it'll be fine. And it has been. And so that's something that I always thought I should do as a parent or as a family. And I stopped and it's brought us so much more joy. So what's something in your life that you're telling yourself you should be doing, but actually you probably don't need to be doing and it's causing more stress than it should. The second is to reduce and eliminate. So again, we're prioritizing that feeling we wanna have. So look at your calendar. I'm sure it's already filling up. I know it's only a week or so after Thanksgiving, but I'm sure you're already overextended. Can you look at your calendar? Can you take one thing off your calendar that's going to relieve some of your stress? So again, for example, in my house, I thought, wow, I'd really love to take my kids to a performance of the Nutcracker. How magical. But the reality is that can be a stressful time. I got to get the tickets. We got to get dressed up. We got to get out. We got all this stuff that's going to take energy. And if we don't have other things going on, that's fine. But at this time of year, there's a lot going on. So I just said to myself, you know what? I think they have the Nutcracker on Netflix or I can't remember what streaming service it was. But last year, instead of going to the Nutcracker, we just watched it on TV starring Macaulay Culkin and it was awesome. And we were in our jammies with our hot cocoa and it was such a better experience than forcing everybody to get dressed up and go out. So what can you reduce? What can you eliminate off your calendar? Which is part of the do less. And then finally, what can your support system handle? Often moms, talking to the moms out here right now, we feel like we need to handle it all for the family. We need to do the shopping, the wrapping, the cooking, whatever it is. And that's kind of a story we're telling ourselves. We can delegate more. For example, we decided many years ago now, like, we just get stuff catered. Like, luckily, we're really fortunate to be in that position. But this feeling of like, why are we all kind of slaving away when Wegmans makes an awesome turkey? Or makes an awesome deli platter, which we have on Christmas morning, because I don't really feel like, you know, getting the kitchen all messy and dirty when I'm with my family and doing presents. So we just order some deli platters and say, come on over and make yourself a sandwich. Do less and delegate. For example, you know, stocking stuffers tend to stress me out. So one year I'm like, husband, take care of the stocking stuffers. Of course, they weren't exactly what I would have picked out, but they were fine and they were fun. So what can your support system handle? And really be honest with yourself about it. We don't need to control every piece of the holidays. So that was do less and delegate. The second is nervous system support. So what do I mean by nervous system support? So disruptions in our schedules, disruptions in sleep and oversugaring can lead to big emotional hangovers in kids. So be really mindful if you've had a few days of disruptions, your kids are gonna need a reset. So build in time for these events. One thing we always say too is in our family, we'd rather leave a half an hour early than five minutes too late. If you're at a party, if you're at grandma's house, if you're at a neighbor's house and you're like, wow, this is really fun, but it's getting close to bedtime, but everybody's having such a good time, it's time to go. My husband always jokes with me. He's like, you always say leave while everybody's smiling because everyone wants to have a fun time when they leave. And once the tears start, it kind of ruins the night. So leaving in a half an hour early is better than leaving five minutes too late. Give your kids protein when you can. There's just sugar galore at this time of year, which obviously I love and indulge in. But at the same time, if that's all we're giving our kids, you're just going to get tears and screams and meltdowns. And even though these events are super fun, they can be really draining. I remember we took our daughter to the tree lighting ceremony in town last year and it was fun, but it was a lot. It was people and it was loud and it was, you know, just crowded and overwhelming. And I'm looking around, there's like five kids crying and I'm like, yeah, these events are fun, but they tax our nervous system. So building in that time to reset, building that time to nourish ourselves is really important. The second piece of this is to manage your kids' expectations. So that means a lot of what my friend Carrie Conti refers to as pre-minders. Like, hey, this is going to be super fun, but it might be a little bit overwhelming when we go over to grandma's house. So you might need some time to yourself. I'll ask grandma if you can read a book or watch your iPad in her bedroom for a little bit if it becomes too much. We do this at our house. We host everything. So I always tell my kids it's a lot when all the family members are here. If you need some time alone in your room, that's totally fine. Grab a book, grab a game. Let me know if you want company. Let me know if you want to be alone. But these things aren't a punishment. They're not like, you can't handle being at the party, so you need a timeout. It's like, yeah, your nervous system gets a little overwhelmed and needs a little bit of a reset, and that's okay. And also managing your kids' expectations around gifts. So they might be watching all the commercials and all the toys and being like, we're going to get all that stuff for Christmas. And you might have to say, wow, all that stuff is super fun, but our tree may only have a couple things under it. But I think we're still going to have fun with what we have. So managing their expectations can be a big part of their nervous system support too. And finally, in this piece, expect the meltdowns. We're not going to get through this time of year without our kids melting down. It's just too much for them. So it's okay to empathize and show compassion to your kid. If they're having a big meltdown, you can say, yes, today was a long day and I'm really cranky too. And when you expect a meltdown and when it doesn't surprise you, it's so much easier to manage because you know where it's coming from. Your kid's not being a jerk. They're not trying to mess with you. They've just had a long experience and they need to discharge some of that energy. I actually said to my daughter on Halloween this past year, I said in the car on the way to school, you know, Halloween's a big day. There's costumes and there's candy and there's all this stuff. And so there's going to be a lot of big feelings. And my daughter looks at me and she goes, yeah, I think I'm going to have at least two meltdowns today. And I'm like, okay, great. Thanks for preparing me. But so part of me laughed at it and was also like, well, if you know they're coming, can you stop them? But also her emotional kind of reflective ability to reflect and say, hey, this is going to be a big day for me. I might have a hard time. That's really important because when we know what to expect, we can deal with it better. The next thing, and this is my favorite, is to set boundaries with your family. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. But you want to prioritize the family that you're raising and release the need to please. My favorite phrase when it comes to this is, that doesn't work for us. So for example, I had a friend who their in law, their um, sister-in-law had Santa come for the kids and the, on Christmas Eve. And so she hosted Christmas Eve and Santa came for the kids and they were like, yeah, Santa's coming, but he's going to get here like around nine o'clock. And my friend was like, are you kidding me? My kids are like in bed at 7.30 and a nine o'clock Santa visit is going to ruin our Christmas day. And she felt really bad because the sister-in-law had set this up But we work together and I was able to encourage her to say, that doesn't work for us. And so maybe Santa can come a little bit earlier, but if he can't, then maybe we skip the Santa visit with the family this year and we go a different time. That can be challenging, especially if you have a family that is very triggering. But again, prioritizing the family you are raising is the most important piece. The second part of this, and this is funny because I talked about ACT limit setting on the podcast a couple weeks ago when it comes to setting limits with your kids, but you can also set limits with your family with ACT limit setting. So, again, A is acknowledgement of what the other person wants, C is communicating your boundary, and then T is giving two alternatives. So, let's go back to that Nutcracker example. Let's say, grandma really wants to take the whole family to the Nutcracker and your family is like, no, thank you. That's not something we want to do. You can A, acknowledge, mom, that, I love the Nutcracker too. That sounds so fun. Then C, communicate the limit. But we don't have the energy to go to a performance this year. T, two alternatives. We can get tickets to something else in January or we can watch it on TV and you can come join us and we'll make popcorn. Right? So we don't need to just overextend ourselves just to please family members. The next tip, and probably the most important one, is to take care of yourself. You are the captain of the ship. If you start to go down, everybody's going down with you. So as much as I would love for all the parents out there to go get their massages and their pedicures and you know, take a little you know, retreat this time of year, that's not always possible, so focus on micro Phillips, micro things you can do to calm yourself and keep yourself grounded and centered. It might be breathing, it might be moving your body, it might be going for a walk outside, it might be dancing around the house. That's my favorite way to fill up my little body when it's feeling like it needs some attention is let me turn on some great music, we're in a real Taylor Swift phase in our house right now, we'll do a little shake it off and then my body just feels more centered, feels more grounded. So because this time of year, you can't usually escape for the big fill ups What are the micro fill-ups you can give yourself? Maybe it's hand on your heart, a deep breath, look around the room and say one thing you appreciate about your house right now or staring at your Christmas tree and looking at one ornament that brings you a happy memory. What are those micro fill-ups you can do? The next part of taking care of you is asking for what you need early, kindly and often. So what are some things that would make this time of year run more smoothly for you? for me, I know I need some time alone in my house without my children. So I can either ask my spouse to take them out for a while, but that's not always an option. So last year I made sure to like arrange some play dates to send my kid to one person's house. And then grandma took another kid or we have a great neighborhood. And my daughter went over to a neighbor's house and like made some crafts with her for a while. So what do you need? who can you make sure can help you make that happen? That's taking care of yourself is advocating for what you need this time of year, rather than just always kind of acquiescing to what other people need this time of year. And then also this part is to slow down, physically slow yourself down. We tend to rush, rush, rush. Oh, I got to run to this store. I got to run to this. I got to pick this up. Can you physically slow down your movements when we run around in such an activated way, our brain goes into like hyper-response mode. And then we get more stress and we get stuck in this stress cycle. So how can you slow yourself down physically and then you'll get slowed down emotionally and it'll be easier to connect with those around you, especially your kids that are going to need a lot of co-regulation at this time of year. And then my final tip is to remember the sacred this time of year. So our family's not religious. We're not Christian. We don't practice anything um, outside of our home, but it's so important to remember the reason for our gatherings this year, to be with loved ones, to share our generosity, to connect to something bigger than ourselves. There's a beautiful book called The Soul of Christmas by Thomas Moore, where he talks about how current practices are really rooted in ancient traditions. And it's always fun for me to kind of reflect on how things evolved and how we carry them into our, our lives now. And for example, I my favorite thing to do is just to look at the Christmas tree and like listen to Oh Holy Night and remembering it's something bigger than me right now, that there's so many people in the world that are celebrating in the ways that I do and some celebrating in different ways, but that we're all kind of connected to something a little bit bigger. So that's part of remembering the sacred. And with that, we also want to foster appreciation, appreciation for yourself, appreciation for your family members. We call it in our house having an attitude of gratitude, which can be challenging, especially if we're in this culture of consumerism. It's hard to have an attitude of gratitude. But one story I tell to my kids every year is about the history of the Rockefeller Christmas tree and how in the 1930s, the workers who were working on Rockefeller Plaza were so appreciative to have a job after the Depression that they pulled together and, cr- and created a Christmas tree where they made homemade garlands and homemade tinfoils and things like that and decorated the tree to appreciate the fact that they had this uh, consistent work and that they were able to kind of bring money back to their families. And that was a tradition that started. So now when we either visit the city and see the tree or we watch it on TV, we talk about, could you imagine being one of those workers and how beautiful that must have felt to come together with your community and say, wow, look at how much we're appreciating. And we can do the same thing in our lives. We can appreciate what's around us instead of always wanting more more more. So those are my five happier holiday tips do lesson delegate, nervous system support, setting family boundaries, taking care of yourself and remembering the sacred. So if you are listening to this podcast, the day that it comes out, I think there are 25-ish days. No, maybe, 30. I don't know. That's not my expertise. I'm a feelings person, but look at your calendar and count how many days there are until January 2nd. And think about that feeling you want to have on January 2nd and align all of your energy to having the attention of intention of having that feeling. And if that's all you do is thinking about that feeling, it'll help guide you in what you want to release, what you want to keep and how you want to be this holiday season. So happy holidays, everybody. I hope this was helpful. Reach out to me if one of these tips really inspired you. Please shoot me a DM, Carly counsels at Facebook and Instagram. And like I said, share this with a friend, especially that TJ Maxx friend, right? TJ Maxx, it's a freaking war zone out there right now, guys. Good luck. Share it with a friend and reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Good Enough Parenting. If you'd like to learn four simple play therapy techniques you can use at home today to create more calm in your family life go to paceparent.com forward slash play to get a free video where I'll teach them to you. And you can always hear more from me at Carly Councils on Facebook and Instagram. And if you like what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode with a friend, a sister, a spouse, any parent who could use a reminder that our kids don't need us to be perfect, just good enough. Until next time.